0: All right, man, well, you got your coffee? I do, nice. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing straight out of Southern California. He's a spoken word artist, an activist, a husband, a father, a leader. Hey man, you hear his walkout song, it's written by him, cause he's a spoken word artist. It's, 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 it's propaganda, prop
1: prop prop. Pro. What's going on, props? What, what, what up, dog? I ain't never been intro like that, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> I got to yeah. show love,
0: man. I just, first of all, first and foremost, I just want to give you props, prop. Um, and you, I started bro. this whole podcast. You know, uh, I was working in my career at Fox, you know, cable stations, NBC, ABC. I was really blessed and grateful for the opportunity, man. But, uh-huh. but I also felt there was a space needed for something more than just sound bites and something more than just what's going on. Uh, just blasting out on their agenda or mainstream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just felt like this could be an opportunity to have authentic in authentic conversations. Yeah. Uh, to, to just talk about what's actually going on and get to yeah, the yeah. heart of the issue, hopefully make some change and talk to different politics, politicians, left side, right side. Cause I heard from yeah. conservatives, I heard from liberals and yeah let's just talk about what's actually happening and, and be honest with it and have honest discussion. And so when I first started this, one of the first people I thought it was you actually, because uh, I have had so much respect for you. Uh, and, and you know not only with a similar passion for spoken word and we're mm-hmm. both believers, we love Jesus first and foremost, uh, we're yeah. husbands and we're just trying to, to just be authentic in our life and grind and have good
1: coffee, man. So yeah, I, just, man. I just wanna
0: appreciate you. And I just found out that you have a Filipina stepmom, man
1: oh bro hey homie listen listen lola be going hard Uh, (laughs) yeah nah she uh no i um i the part of la i'm from i don't know how familiar you are with the city but Mm -hmm. uh the part that i spent most of my formative years was pretty much almost all sort of either like latino or filipino um so i spent most of like most of my childhood among that community um my my closest friends, my, my DJ, he just recently passed away, but my DJ for the last, you know, seven years, you know, Pinoy brother from, um, wow. from Long Beach, you know what I'm saying? So like most of my closest friends, culture, community, I just been around the community for a while. And then eventually when my father remarried, you know, a sister from Dalmageddi, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, yeah, nah, we, I just been around the culture for a long time. So like, trust me, you can, you can, you can, You could quiz me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I'm talking about. I got you. Yeah. I may or may not have a little quiz, man, coming up. Okay. Oh, bring, bring, bring it homie. Like, I'm surprised you, bruh. That's what I'm saying, like, like the deep, like you you commented on the tweet, you know what I'm saying? Like, like deep cuts where I'm like, I don't know, is this, I don't know why y'all all all write the same. What's with the all caps, you know what I'm saying? All (laughs) caps leading one way, you feel me? Like, I'm like, I remember even like looking over full shoulders and being like, I'm gonna practice writing like this. Cause I just like, Y'all all do it. I'm like, is it the feds? So like, y'all just don't want to be identified by, so like, why y'all, like, why y'all right write like this? You know what
0: I'm saying? Hey, man, we got to make our point across, you know, came from the I, islands, man. I feel
1: it, bro. I feel it. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, it's, that's, that's too funny. And we got Pacquiao running for president and, you know, LA, I just heard. My, yes, sir, man. My, uh, my lovely bride, she's actually. From LA, she's from Baldwin Park, the home of In N Out, actually. So she's from
1: that's uh, that's where that's my area, 626 SGV. Yeah, hey, 626. Yeah, man, I was from Valinda, which is a little bit like it's the rival hood, but like that's our our area. You know what I'm saying?
0: Wow, bro. So we spent a lot of time over in your neck of the woods. Then, you know, my my mother in law is over there. We actually got married in, in Long Beach, the Long Beach Museum of Art. So, oh, that's dope. Yeah, man. We were yeah, in man,
1: a- look, look, you talking about where she from, that's, that's look, it's a little bit, like I said, it's a little bit on the other side of the town, but like, Amar and Azusa, there was a Goldilocks right there, you know what I'm saying, so we used to go get our snacks right there, there's a Manila Sunset down the street, oh. go have dinner down there, like, I'm trying to tell you, like, I know,
0: you know wow. what I mean, like, I'm from, <laughs> I'm
1: from the spot, dog, you feel hey, there was, the a, there was a, there was a, there uh, was a, there was, I remember there was a, there was a spot right on, it was on Amar and is, which these streets don't yes. mean nothing to nobody else here. But like, there was a spot right on top of that. Like I'm happily married now, but I used to go get like, just a order a dental Guan because the girl there was just fine as hell, and I used to just be like, "I'm gonna pull up after school, just pop in. Be the only black dude pulling up, just ordering different stuff." She'd be like, "Why do you know? Like, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Y'all I'm from here? You know what I'm saying? So, tell me a little bit more about y'all." You know I'm saying, but I used to try to jab at her when I would yeah. go get dinner. <laughs> but and you get some lumpia there too. Oh, bro, lumpia, man. That's that's the easy stuff. You can get that anywhere. But yeah, I will get that there. That will get that there too. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, like uh my so my dj my dj's mom like she would just just have it on deck all the time so we would just yeah pull up grab a bag <laughs> right grab a bag and hit the road you feel me yeah <laughs> that's what's up man and yeah. amar is
0: spot my, my mother-in-law she still goes there man she still go down on amar yo. yeah i'm like she's like oh, hey where you going mama j uh, i'm going to amar i'm like oh i know what's about to happen tonight I'm about to oh yeah y'all finna amar. eat good
1: Going, Yeah, in, y'all man. gonna eat good, bro. Yup. <laughs>
0: Yo, and I'm actually, I'm, it's crazy because I'm actually half Filipino and half white. So my okay. grandfather, you already know, bro, Lolo, Uh, when yeah. when well, my father was eight years old, he actually immigrated from the Philippines. He was one, one out of eight, hundreds of accountants selected to work for Daimler Chrysler. And so we came over with hundreds of dollars, like $300 in his pocket came over to Detroit, my wonderful Lola, my strong you know, Lola, she brought yeah, yeah, yeah. my dad and my siblings uh, and his siblings over, my titos and titas. And they grew up in the city, man, of, of Detroit. And so they were one of the only, like, looked at Asians there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, they would be like, hey, Bruce Lee, you know, and that, that, that of really, course. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just, it's just when you see someone that looks like that, you know, it, you just term China or you term Japan, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So the fact that you respect and you know about oh, that Filipino life, man. Yeah. Let's go, bro. It's funny,
1: man. I, and it's funny because, like, you know, I'm, my father was a Black Panther, and we was in this like predominantly like, you know, it was a Mexican community. Okay. So for me, I didn't. My brain was like, and and if you know anything like just about sort of just like, just that South Asian sort of gang culture, mm-hmm. like y'all looked like cholo's to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when he was gang banging. So I was just like, I didn't. I thought I was like, yeah, there's like, you know, you know there's like the Vatos, and then there's like those other Vatos right. that like, I was like, they look different, but they definitely, you feel me? And it just, yeah. it took a second for me to realize, like, oh, that's cause, that's a whole other island. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, right. but, right. but it, I didn't go. Like I said, I didn't go Chinese. I thought y'all were just, I thought y'all were just a versions. Y'all were versions of Latinos right right in my little head you feel okay. me yeah and then you and then you just like and then you start kicking it more and you're like oh oh word okay so it's the Philippines so tell me a little about it and then you just did they, they be your homies like it's just when you grow up in these type of environment it just be your homies and you just don't you don't know no different you know what I'm yeah saying? for real yeah
0: and it's crazy because there is that Spanish influence for instance my last name is Lapastora right because the Spanish there it is you know what yeah. I'm saying? Ruled over the Philippines. So it's in Asia, but it still has a very strong Spanish influence, obviously. Bro, so
1: yeah, I had homies whose who's grandmother, like whose Lolas only spoke Spanish. Yep. Like they didn't that, even that speak to look like, because because of because of that. So that even more in my head was like, wait. Yeah. What you know? What I'm saying, but right. like I, you know, but you, you, we kids then, you know. Now, now I get it though. So. Yeah, yeah. And and what's even crazier
0: too is like since I grew up in Michigan, I was one of the only ones holding it down Filipino wise in my school mm-hmm. growing up. So yeah, you know, I would, you know, it's it's just like trying to figure. I remember in preschool, I would uh, color in this drawing, and this kid next to me is like, "Why are you coloring it in peach? It should be an orange." So I colored in orange, you know, and so it's <laughs> predominantly, you know what I'm saying. And so like, you yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. about it at the time, but. Little like, hey, you, you, you like math? And I, I like to hoop. And they always called me Jeremy Lin or Yao Ming. They, oh, that's just what's, yeah. what they knew, you know? And so, uh-huh. it, and when I, so my point being is I joined the Filipino basketball league there. I found, okay, uh-huh. I'm resonating with my Filipino side. And since yeah, I am yeah, mixed, yeah. you know, I've got this white part of me too. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously my daddy's in Christ, you know what I'm saying? And so I found yeah, yeah, yeah. that solid rock in him. But my wife has really exposed me a lot to to just how there's so much Pinoys in LA obviously yeah. my cousins from San Diego bro like yeah. and it's a whole culture and yeah. just I I grew up resonating with my my Filipino side and I love the Filipino parties and the lumpia and the pancit yeah, so yeah, yeah yeah it's it's a whole vibe man
1: that's dope man that's dope what a journey man I I I I would have I I could picture it I could picture that journey for you
0: yeah and so I want to get to know a little bit about your journey, speaking of that, man. So you got your coffee. Yeah,
1: uh, I do. Whoever's
0: listening around the world, uh, you got your coffee in hand, your drink in hand. What you got brewing today there, Prop? Probably...
1: So I brewed an Ethiopian, I think it was a Yerga chef. Uh, okay. A roaster out in Illinois that I somebody had shipped me. I'm at this place now where I'm a, I'm a. I'm a coffee curator. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Okay. <laughs> like there's, there, there's sewer and there's curator. Yeah, I'm saying like people be <laughs> sending me bags. You feel me? And I'm like, okay, yeah, this look cool. So yeah, it was the um, yeah, it was a little little natural wash. Yerga Chef from Ethiopia um, did a little uh, little type of. It's a type of pour over. Um, it's called a G70. Is is from this company called uh, Saint Anthony Industries. Okay. Uh, so they do this like it's it. I'm gonna get real nerdy on you, but like, uh, the, the angle of the V mm-hmm. is rather than a 60, it's a 70. Okay. So because of that, the it's, it's weird, but the, 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 it does taste different. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. gotta believe me. It tastes different. But, uh, but yeah, so I just, I did a, um, I did a G70, um, little pour over with my Ethiopian yoga chef.
0: Hey, that's what's up, and it just feels different to to sip on something when you put that
1: time, the art, and the craft in it, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, yeah, there's there's the emotional like liturgy part of it that like really slows you down. Just the practice of having like a a ritual that makes you pay attention, be Mm -hmm. present, kind of step by step. And then just secondly, it's just it's just better made. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when it's better made, it's just gonna taste better. You know.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know because it has us focus and slow down and be present. Uh you know, for everyone listening in, from wherever you're listening from, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about your story and and where you were born, uh, how you were raised, how you got to be the man you are today, as we're enjoying this nice good coffee.
1: Yes, yes. Uh yeah. So I was born in South Central LA. Okay. Uh on the east side for those that are experts of the city. So I'm from the east side, um, It's where grandmother, my, my father's side, you know, grandma, grandma and all of her siblings and cousins are from there. Um, shortly thereafter, I moved to what we talked about just now, like the San Gabriel Valley uh, 626, that's where most of my like formative years was kind of spent between those two areas. Um, predominantly, again, Latino, Filipino um, space. I went to high school in an area called the Inland Empire. Um, after my parents split, my mom went and got a house out there. Uh, kind of the suburbs of, of California are freakishly diverse, you know? So, like, you, you know, it was there that, like, yeah, I fell in love with hip hop. I, you know, I met some of my closest friends, you know, my, my, I call my Sri Lankan twin, you know, my own boy from, hey. you know, Sri Lanka, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. so, uh, you know, you just, you know, I just, I got it. I got exposed to a lot of like the rest of the world because where I was from, like that was, it was brown folk, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so, so that's kind of what happened there. My father was Black Panther. Um, so I had a pretty, pretty strong identity in, in sort of, who I was, sort of culturally, um, I fell in love with hip hop pretty young. Just being a part of the city. Um, my parents uh, became Christians when I was in elementary school. At some point, um, can't say it was necessarily a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. If it'd, be, it'd be, I'd be hard pressed to say that, you know. But, uh, you know, we we went to church. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah most black people, you know what I'm saying? Um and uh but when they like really started taking it serious, you know what I'm saying? Like I think I personally was like a product of like pretty good youth ministry. Um, you know, I uh like like I said, we was an inner city church. So, you know, we weren't necessarily like conservative evangelical, you know what I'm saying? Like we was we were taggers you know what i'm saying we, we, we was all taggers We was all you know we was all skaters you know what i'm saying like we were just, we were just like street kids you know what yep. i'm saying and um and i think having that sort of like even our even our like sunday school teachers they were street folk you know what i'm saying so i think so i think because of that like some of the sort of baggage that kind of comes with being in sort of like a uh sort of the American evangelical space like I just kind of didn't have because I just didn't come from that type of church you know um mm-hmm. and uh yeah like so I think you know like good youth ministry that kept us kept us out of jail you know what I'm saying <laughs> and uh you know and um and and for me like I got introduced to the arts got introduced to hip-hop you know what I'm saying and you know and you kind of navigating you know these environments that are obviously very gang-infested it's hard to not say that that wasn't a part of you know my formative my formation of how i see the world you know how i treat my friends how i treat my homies you know i'm saying a lot of that still kind of comes from sort of that just la kind of street life you know um and even applied to like my love for my neighbor you know i'm saying Uh, it's even biblically was like some of that is even put through the lens of like what you do for your homies you know i'm saying i'm like Mm -hmm. oh damn that's what seems like that's what jesus wants me to do you know what i'm saying like so i uh so i kind of took a lot of that to, to my faith um, but yeah like the but for me like hip-hop man you know mm. that was the the saving grace I think in a lot of ways you know I, I like I said I don't have that like you know sort of need to put kind of like a, a Christian lens on what the hip-hop culture was because I just we're just not from that you know what I'm saying like right. we didn't need to we didn't need to make any sort of distinctions, you know what I'm saying? Like you brought your, the culture was you bring your full self to the mic, to the poems, to the, to yeah. the dance floor, whatever you're doing, you just bring yourself. It's just it's just our culture, you know what I'm saying? So yep. um when I started writing poetry and, and rap, you know, I was just as open with who I was as the Muslim or the 5% or at the same open mic was, you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't, it wasn't, we weren't, it was like, are you dope? I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's you know what I mean. Like, that's yeah. kind of the, our our sort of like attitude towards it. So I just kind of came from a scene where we were allowed to be, you know, our full selves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went off to college. You know, uh, studied illustration and cultural studies. Taught high school for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been kind of, you know, one one day the phone rang for. a, a Uh, a show a hip-hop show to go do and it kind of hasn't stopped ringing you know (laughs) and I've just been doing that ever since you know what I'm
0: saying wow and how would you say I mean so it's almost so for me I grew up in a a church as well a loving Christian community and then it was like the rug got swept underneath me because my parents got divorced as well so they were still Uh believers right but then my mom remarried this guy who was Christian. Then he was converted to Judaism, and then he uh-huh. he converted back to Christianity to marry my mother, and then brought us to a very legalistic, fundamentalist, yeah. organs, you know, church. Uh-huh. And at the time, as a as a high schooler growing up, you know, a young Christian, I was like, I want to listen to Christian hip hop. They didn't yeah, allow yeah. that. I went out to a mission yeah. trip, and they asked me to coach dance in the Alps mountains, and they didn't want me to, you know, talk about that part. And it was just such a yeah. faith building journey for me because I didn't even know how to coach dance, but I did like two yeah. choreographed hip hop dances my freshman year. And they asked yeah. me to choreograph dance, you know, and it was like, all right, guy, show me how to do I'll it. And figure he, it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, man. And so I almost think like maybe for your experience, they did they allowed you to express yourself. and Maybe that was beneficial to help you grow
1: uh, it really as was, a hip hop artist. It really was, man. It wasn't yeah. until I was like a, you leave the city. I was in a, you know, a, a public figure. And then you start sort of traveling um, in Christian spaces that for me where any sort of like conflict kind of came from. Cause when I was just doing the underground circuit, like, man, nobody had any questions or qualms or everybody knew where we stood, you know what I mean? And fools be like, "Yo, all rock with it. Like, Oh, that dude, you know, he, you know, he, he rocked with Jesus. I think it's dope. You know what I mean? He could spit. I like what he talking about. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it was always like that when I was just doing hip hop, it yeah. wasn't until somebody knocked on my door and was like, hey, come play at my church. And I was like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I you know, I didn't right. know anything. I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I come from this crew called the Tunnel Rats and we were kind of like all kind of like that. We were all just, we were just them seeds, you know what I'm saying? Yep, and then yep. you get booked for these things on the other side of the country, you know? So now, you, now we in the South, we in the Bible Belt, we in these other areas. And they had all these rules and sort of fences around what it meant to be a Christian artist. And for me, it was disorienting. Cause I, I just, I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. Like, you know, and for a while I was like, man, am I tripping? Like, are we, yeah. you know, are we? But Cause, like, but you, Cause you want to be right, you know, and it's like this weird brainwashing type
0: effect where like, it's that legalism sets in.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know, because I came in so open arms, like, oh, right, this is dope, you know what I'm saying, like, oh, that's fresh, like, y'all out here doing this, okay, that's dope, yeah. you know, and then, and then the, you know, obviously, I come, like, even coming from the battle rap scene, I was like, man, I hope these guys can, I hope y'all can spit, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you, you know, and then if you, if, and then for me, I was like, how you gonna, t-? I was like, you can't, be, <laughs> you can't be a whack rapper and tell me my theology is bad, yeah. like, you can't, you can't do both, you know no, what I'm saying? I'm like, no. look, homie, like, look, you can say that like, but y'all, but y'all are whacking MCs. So like, <laughs> I don't, I, why would I even listen? How you gonna critique what I'm doing? Y'all can't even rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, so, you know, because again, I came in so open, like, right. I thought we was like, yo, I was like, yo, the crew got bigger. Like, this is dope, you know? Um, Only to be told I was doing it wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, well, you ain't never like, You ain't never even been here. Like you would like come to our city. I was like, dog, they will murder you where we at. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like Like, straight up. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, especially you talking like this. And I just, and so I just didn't understand. And at the time, it was like, again, like, I didn't come from a place where I needed to have such a like academic kind of chapter and verse Mm. reasoning, apologetic for all of my actions. Some stuff was like, this is just God's character. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does the Bible say about wearing a hoodie? Well, it doesn't say anything because yep. it's like, I don't understand what you mean. Like, what is, that's a dumb question. Like, I don't understand the question. You know what I'm saying? So for yeah. me, I was not prepared to answer that hmm. when people were asking me, like, so what's your theology around battling? And I was like, around what? Like, I just, I, I, I didn't understand. I like, I didn't understand. I was like, I'm an MC. Like, I don't understand the question, you know? So, right, right. uh, but at that being said, it was like, well, what is my, what is my theology about? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I started to like really say, well, let me, well, let me ask myself these questions. Why do I do what I do? Why do I, why do I think what I think? You know what I'm saying? And, and it was, it was helpful, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, that, that legalism and then, oh my Lord, like what, but I, but I think more would slap me in the face the hardest was the racism. Mm. That's what I was not prepared for, oh, you know again, when you leave California, you know, or specifically Los Angeles mm-hmm. or any particular like inner city, you know what I'm saying like I wouldn't experience that like where you feel like in Detroit, I feel like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have experienced that, you know what I'm saying, but it was right. more when you start traveling in the, like the B markets and these other cities, mm-hmm. and you're like or even hearing other like black and brown people articulate stuff, and I'm going, yo like. Do you hear yourself, fam? Like, what do you like? Do you hear what you're saying about yourself? You know what I mean? Like, and it would yeah. like, I was like, maybe I'm tripping because I'm the child of a Black Panther. But all I know is this that sounds like a lot, like a little bit of self-hate, man. And, and I feel like and you mm. you bathe in that in some Bible, but it's to me, I'm like this old-fashioned racism. And I don't understand why you can't see that, you know. So that those things were, I think, the most kind of shocking to my system. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, even growing up in the Detroit area, Michigan, and then I, I moved uh, to Arkansas for a year. So shout, yeah. shout out to Onyx, you know, Bentonville. Mm. And- Let's go. And then I was, uh, my first reporter job was in, in Northern Michigan. So it's very rural. And so my yeah, wife, yeah, yeah. you know, she was my girlfriend at the time. We were dating long distance. Cause we actually met, you know, such a, it was crazy cause we met at an Asian American journalism conference, bro, in San Francisco. Wow. And
1: okay. so we were like,
0: all right, guy. I, I looked at her and I was like, "Oh, I gotta get to know you." Hold <laughs> up. Yes, I gotta get to know you, girl. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I
0: came back to the room and I was just about to like make professional development. I meet my this woman. I'm like, "Oh, thank the Lord!" And then so I, I come. I, I like try to give her Filipino food. We're Filipino. She's like, oh, "I'm vegan." I'm like, "Oh, oh man!" And then it's so like, I'm like, "What do I do right. now?" Yeah. And so like, you <laughs> have some of the rice. And so man, she she's amazing. So anyways, we were uh we were in in northern Michigan and people kept looking at us and. For me, it was different for her going up in East L.A. to be around a ton of white people. For me, yeah. I was so used to it because I got my white side, and it's just such yeah, a yeah, yeah. you know dynamic. Yeah, yeah, we like, yeah. oh, we come in peace, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so even yeah. in like, you know, since we're on this topic now, like when we're talking about racism, it can be subtle. It can be overt. Uh-huh. Where do you yeah. where do you see us as as a country right now? I know I'm in Portugal, but I mean specifically United States of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we are, like with that because you know we our history they don't teach a lot of that in the history books growing up are,
1: yeah man you know and,
0: and even it, it's creeping in to, like you mentioned into the church and this should be the place where we're the light of the world like we should be shining yeah, Christ's man. light and 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 i'm i'm honored to talk to you about this probably because you've been talking about this for before a it was trending before, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Li- like b- before the black life like before the black lives yeah, matter yeah. movement because black lives matter should have been a thing before it became a hashtag
1: so yeah yeah, man, I think it's it's complicated, right? Cuz I right. think there's some things that have you know never changed and have always been present um in the sense of like I mean, if we're going to talk about like we're founded by puritans, you know, this is the slave trade, whether we're talking Jonathan Edwards, whoever we're talking about of our like founders of of the faith here
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean you just have to do the math they were slave owners you know what i'm saying like i don't know how else to yeah. that's what happened yep. you know what i mean and um so i think in some senses there was this this like you know reality why there are so why there's like uh, a ame church an african methodist episcopal why they are like church of god or why we have these denominations because our churches were segregated they just were you know what i'm saying so like i think there's in on one side there's 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 the those who have been screaming from the margins the whole time that have been trying to say like yo listen you know what i mean and on the other hand you have our jesuit brothers and sisters you have our methodist brothers and sisters you have our quaker brothers and sisters who the whole time have been who are also you know like white believers that were going guys what, what are we doing you know what i'm saying so like right. so so it's so it's complicated you know what i'm saying um and i think that that shows that like there's been a continuation throughout history throughout our time that like you know with the advent of social media um We're just now seeing it. I think. Also, I'm gonna get real nerdy on you. There's, you know, we're sitting in the product or in the shadow of, you know, um, the silent majority, the religious right, like the Nixon era. That's sort of like, kind of weaponized evangelicalism Mm -hmm. for the purpose of maintaining a certain type of political power. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when you, so then when you fast forward 50 years later. It's like we can't even detangle the what was a marketing strategy, you know what I'm saying, 50 years ago, has now gotten to a place to where it's so enmeshed that when you tell a person the Bible ain't written in English or that Jesus didn't speak English, they think you being, they think you're being a liberal. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. oh, you're just being a leftist, and I'm like, fam, like, I'm just saying, Jesus ain't speak English. Like, <laughs> like he history. didn't speak. Like, look at the, like, you seen the map, fam? Like, <laughs> if you look at the map. Like, that's just they just ain't speak. That's not the language. This it yes. didn't exist. Like, there was no such thing as English then. You know what I'm right. saying? So, right. um, so yeah, so I just think that like, we're uh, the product of like really, really good marketing. That in a lot of ways played upon the just the basis of our collective sin nature our desire to have authority and exert power over the other you know weaponized and packaged into what you know what became like a Christian nationalism or a um a type of conservatism that says like if you're a Christian you only care about these four topics you know what I'm saying right. um but that's you know that's marketing you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so so I think that there's i I think there's that obviously it was a lot of this was uh exacerbated by you know the advent of a Donald Trump you know who mm-hmm. again was uh, playing to the lowest parts of us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean in the yes. temps of of uh, stoking, you know, culture wars that like I said in some senses were always here. Um but uh yeah, man, I just as 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 the state as to where we are today, I think it's man it's it's a complicated question, man. I think that, you know, when you have a firebrand that is that was Trump, it was easy to to think that we're reaching some sort of like uh culminating sort of like fight for equality because there's a, there's a common quote unquote enemy, you know? Um, and I think av- having somebody like a Joe Biden, who's like just just the most like oat brand, milk toast, like just just, you know, no cream, no sugar, boring yeah. thing, make you think that we okay now, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, that I, yeah, I, 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 I hope that, um, we're, we're noticing things that are like, yo, it's not, you know, the, the struggle for equality, like continues, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that, you know, to borrow from Paul, like, you know, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, you know what I'm saying? So it's not so much that like, you know this the wonderful white guy that lives across the street from me you know what i'm saying that's not who i'm talking about i'm talking about an institutionalized system that prefers whiteness over you know the rest of us and and seeing and asking that person to recognize that you know what i'm saying um and and then help affirm sort of the image of God in the rest of us is it is just a daunting task man you know um and and it's and it's complicated you know so like my hope with my work is not so much to tell people sort of what to do because in a lot of ways I don't know you know what I'm saying like I don't I don't know what we should do but to just say but to sort of describe and to try to sort of spark imagination just to suggest to think that like maybe there is another way to do this and maybe start with playing with the sphere that you're already around you know what i'm saying like how can i how can i affirm the dignity of the homeless person down the street how can i affirm the dignity of you know the girls in my house you know what i'm saying whether if we're dealing with issues of patriarchy and stuff like that like well, what can i do to affirm, you know, their validity as, as, as co-laborers in the, you know, in the, in the plan of God, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I know it's a super long answer, but that was a very complex question. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Amen. Hey, man, shout out to the answer too, because I think that it's, it's so true, man. Uh, I appreciate, I appreciate the answer because it's funny, this coffee, is actually from Senzu Coffee Roasters in in mm. Porto. And I'm in Northern Dope. Portugal right now. And there's one good coffee shop. So you know like how there's cafes and they have like syrups yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's coffee and nothing yeah. wrong with like grocery store brand. Nothing, like, yeah. You know, there, there, you know, if you're a connoisseur and, and now you're a uh, quote unquote coffee curator. So you yes, are, you yes. level up.
1: <laughs> About that 70 up. life, man. You know, what I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it, when I walk into there, like I, so I drive over there. I'm like, I got to have some good coffee for this and they're closed. Yeah. Right. But oh. you know, thankfully the owner's still there. She's closing up like, Oh, we're running ready to the bathroom. It's Casa de Bano in Portuguese.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. And so,
0: and the reason why we're here is because my wife and I, I left my, my full-time job in Phoenix at a TV station. Uh-huh. Just, we felt yeah. called like God said go. And we're like, the enemy was trying everything to say no. But when God says go, he's got a plan and we're, we were yeah, there's a yeah, lot of yeah. obstacles. We've been here for a few months doing mission work and freelancing. Um, but anyways, I, we, I go in there and they let me in. They they give me the, this coffee and they gave it to me for free. And I'm like, God bless you guys. You know, God bless yeah, your you marriage so and your business. Yeah. Y'all got like the best coffee shop in northern Portugal. And so I was asking them about what what is it? Because Portuguese they go to a cafe and they get their little espresso, you know. But they don't real. Mm-hmm. I was like, How is it only like a, a quality coffee shop up here? And they said it's tough because Portuguese they you know, they're they're very much like, this is our coffee, right? But they don't realize where the coffee comes from. It comes from a lot of other different countries. They don't know how it was was harvested or anything like that, you know? And so they're they're about getting that ethical coffee bean. And so um, it's just a part of the, speaking of nationalism, it's this this nationalistic, like, and you know, the Portuguese and Spaniards, I talked earlier about how the Spaniards conquered the Philippines. The Portuguese did that, obviously. I mean, you know, like worldwide. And so there's still a little bit of this, like, sense of nationalism here. And so you 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 I think you hit the nail on the head man that there's, that there's this um, embedded culture within our, our country in America of like
1: yeah
0: you know the white is white is right you know yeah, and yeah, you yeah. see that trickle down uh, my wife uh-huh. she's passionate about the fashion beauty lifestyle industry I yeah. mean you know you have a wife you have a daughter and even in the in yeah. the standards of beauty I don't yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. child if I have a daughter she's going to be brown you know I yeah. want her to know she's beautiful how God created her she's wonderfully yeah, yeah, yeah. made and uh-huh. so everything from politics. Right. And I think you t- made a great point because the evangelical right, that's what I, where I grew up like, oh, this is this is the right way. But then I yeah, oh, don't yeah, listen yeah. to this left way. But then the left has yeah. a very valid point of view because they are actually talking about some some race yeah, yeah, issues yeah. that need to be addressed. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's just we got to start. We got to start in our home and start in our community. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's they're they're hard combos, But, you know, you. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what's what's another way forward? You know, if we don't have them, like I, I made a point um, recently on a, another pod, I think uh, mm-hmm. that like you know, neutral is a position. Mm. Center is a position. Like it's not, it's not neutral. Neutral ain't neutral. It's a position. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, well, I just don't want to get into politics. I'm just about well, you well what that either that means. A, you're okay with how things are, mm-hmm. you know, or B, you're cool with whatever the extremes decide. Mm-hmm. That's a position, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, that there's, your life is not affected in either way. You just told me a lot about yourself. You know what I mean? That like, no matter what happens, I mean, we're fine. We'll go to brunch. It's cool. You know, I'm like, <laughs> well, no, that's a position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so so, I, I, I find myself saying, you know, the more we've sort of found sort of, you know, professional success and how much, you know, more comfortable our our, our lives are. Um, it's not more difficult, it's more incumbent on me to remember that. And it's almost becomes more and more clear, like, everybody don't have what we have, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so, so yeah, so it's like, I become more, it's crazy. Like I become more passionate about like making sure that I'm staying connected to, you know, the the forgotten, the lost, you know, the, you know what I'm saying? The 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 margins, you know, and and making sure even as I vote that I'm not voting for my own comfortability. I'm voting for theirs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think that like, you know, what what's the bet what's one of the most effective ways to love my neighbor is voting for laws that affect them well right. you know what i'm saying so i'm right. like this is me loving my neighbor you yeah. know is making sure that the institution serves them you know mm-hmm. more than i'm worried about it serves me cuz like the truth is like i mean i'm we're fine you know what i'm saying like we're yeah. we're good you know we have of course we're not i'm not balling you know what i'm saying but <laughs> we're all right you know yeah. Balling on a budget. <laughs> Balling on a budget. You already know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep.
0: And so, yeah, I appreciate you you talking about that, man. Uh, I want to get into now uh, a little bit of mental health. I'm be starting to yeah. series on, on mental health. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me, actually, that you said was in 2012, you were doing a show um, with Cray and, and all those dudes, Derek Miner in, uh, mm-hmm. in Detroit, actually. And I was mm-hmm. DJing for my college radio station at the time. And oh wow I, I was in like the the press the press row, and I heard you I think talking to Calvin just about your album, excellence, and mm-hmm. one of the things that you said stood out to me its you you were saying that we just need to like what if what if your brother was hurting, right and he, like yeah. his mom was going through something, and then um and then you're just like, oh brother, hey, just just come here, let's go through the scripture, don't feel that way, you know, just 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 come off, you got to feel yes. this way, and then yeah. I remember you you said, uh, can I just get a hug <laughs> you know, yeah." You know what I'm saying? Like, I just needed a hug. Like I'm going through something. And that stood out to me because I think so often in the church, we grow up and we're like, oh, man, we got to act like everything is good, bro. We put on a mask on Sundays and and then then you go to what you're doing Sunday night. You go to what you're doing Monday. Like, why can't we keep it authentically? Right. And so I just want to hear, first of all, how you're actually doing, you know, as a fellow brother in Christ, you know, Um, and. And your, your journey in mental health. And I and like, that's crazy because it's like dark and we're in a, but like it's nighttime. Yeah. I'm going to turn on the light now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, your light went out, fam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, yeah, I think uh, to your point, I think we were under the impression, you know, which I think might be a product of, I mean, I'm getting nerdy again, but just like a product of the were- enlightenment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just, uh, just rationalism, just this idea that like, well, if you think right, then you'll feel right. Hmm. You know? So you just need more input. Right. So it's like, well, look at the scripture. Well, the scripture says this, so you should be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like just this, this, which is not only is that not biblical, it's not biological. Like that's, we just, that's just not true of the human, you know, mm-hmm. that it's just not, you know what I'm saying? Um it or it's it, it's it what the what I think the scripture teaches us is a is a practice, you know, whether it's like um Paul being like, you know, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovey is praiseworthy. It's yep. like you meditate on these things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, which is a process of becoming. It's like it's not this input and everything's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, no, this is something I'm returning to often, which goes leads into this idea of like, well, this is this is a mental health practice. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you don't, you didn't take a shower once and was like, all right, we're good for the rest of my life. I took a shower. Like, nah, you gotta keep coming back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't I didn't eat one meal. And I got all the nutrients. I'm like, no, I have to keep, it's a, it's a practice of it. So I think for me, where I am is like really getting into like, just developing really good practices, being okay and, and honest with myself about, you know, it's not so much the, the, for me, the, the, the like Christian side of me, but more just the like definition of manhood side of me of just kind of being like, Mm -hmm. I'm good, you know? Hey, life's hard for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, kick rocks, suck it up, go get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, you're sad. All right. Well, you got. We'll go. It's almost like the sports thing. Okay. Well, take a time out. Go sit down for a second. Game ain't over though. You got to get back in this game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to take. Go get some water and come back. You know what I mean? Like, so I've I've kind of treated a lot of my emotions like that too, where it's like, okay. All right, get back in the game. It's cool. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We all right. It's just you know what I'm saying are uh, you good you good right. you know you from the city you right. know what I'm saying? you get tackled in the, in the street oh he good you good yeah. you're like yeah you right yeah 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 I'm good you know what right. I'm saying uh you're gushing blood and, uh, oh, just like, a I just little
0: blood man just the flesh wound yeah.
1: but yeah yeah it's just that like oh yeah you know you good but you're not though
0: right you know what I mean yeah like
1: you're not good so I yeah. think that um where I am now is like really being aware of what's going on with my family I think my right. my my wife and my children or my wife and my daughter, they, uh, you know, they 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 deal with, you know, some like real like, the, de- you know, depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and I think I've spent the last like four or five years really trying to understand what it's like to have sort of those kind of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to be as empathetic as possible. But I think in the middle of that, like I stopped thinking about myself, you know what I mean? And like how I'm feeling because I'm so concerned about how they're feeling, you know, mm-hmm. um, which was the right thing to do. I think I'm, I'm I'm a better man for it, you know, for really making myself, put myself in somebody else's shoes. But having said that, it's like, well, then it becomes very important for me to stay as healthy as possible. So think having practices, you know, rhythms, one of those rhythms is coffee, you know, um, you know, and, and, and I, I know it seemed like I'm putting extras on it, but yeah, like the practice of slowing down, grinding, yeah. you know, making myself, you know, I think there's, I think some of those early church, you know, are, you know, Catholic brothers and sisters who put a high sort of uh, value on like liturgy, in ritual mm. I think they I think they might have been on to something you know what I'm saying mm. the 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 rhythm of that of rehearse the rhythm of rehearsal you know and and contemplation even in everyday things that you do in the mundane in the sweeping the porch you know what I'm saying like that's I see that now as part of my spiritual practices watering the watering my little plants you know and mm. Like it's part of my spiritual practice, you know, uh, and um, yeah, you know, and I, and I, I, I feel the difference in my parenting. You know, uh, I think that's where it plays out the most in just your, your, my patience. You know, my empathy, um, and then professionally, like not feeling like. Damn, I gotta put out some music or people gonna forget about me. You know what I'm saying? Or like, mm. dang, this this song ain't get that many views and like maybe I'm losing it. Like, am I washed? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And like, mm. like really having, you know, better mental health practices, I think is like transferred me being into just more patient, into like even my the process of putting out music, you know what I'm saying? Cause 2012, that was that's a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay. almost 10 years ago, you feel me? So like to 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 be able to have that type of longevity you know what i'm saying like i'm learning to to value and i think a lot of that just comes from again just having good mental health practices hmm.
0: and i'm I'm sorry to hear what you said earlier about about your dj too man
1: you oh know. yeah man that was yeah that was dj effecto man 2000 that was in 2018 at the end of 18 yeah um yeah man that was that was that was rough man but he was so loved like it was so cool and and even to this day people are like i'll get a text here and they're like of things like just the kindness he was doing that like he had a tattoo it was a it was a um it was like a six shooter revolver on his arm and uh but the um the barrel said kindness so it's just wow. this idea of like you know killing him with kindness hey, let's and help. he's so dope right so like wow. it, and and there are things like like I said I'm getting Texas Day of like hmm. I mean, I was with this fool like every day. And then people saying, Hey, did you know that, you know, Fecto took care of this, this, and this? You know, he was there for this, man. He dropped my kids off at school. And I was like, What? Like I like still finding all these like amazing things he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, of just just kind, loving acts. You know what I mean? And he was just a killer DJ, like the dudes. Right. He's just dope. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that does that help cope with, with such a trauma like that, you know, almost to just focus on. You know what what was good and, and the memories and, and to just carry on the legacy.
1: Yeah, it really helps. One because I know I gave him his flowers. Like I know yeah. you know I loved him deeply. Yeah. He knew I loved him. He knew like the homies, the squad, everybody believed in him. Yeah, like you know we all supported him. Around the end, he was uh he was actually like leave. He was gonna leave the road because he wanted to get into. He was gonna become a chef. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and that conversation uh, was like um, effortless. I was like, go, I'll find somebody like go, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so he knew that, like, I was like, yo, we'll do a send off, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll make this a thing. Like, don't worry about me, bro. Like I'm, I'm here for you. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you, my brother, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Kai big guns, you feel me? Like, let's go. <laughs> Like, you know, it's no, it's no, like, it's no, I I don't own you, homie. Like, let's go, Mm -hmm. let's go make this happen. You know? So I feel like I knew I gave him my, gave him his flowers. His homies knew he gave him his flowers. And I knew he was just such a kind, kind, kind man Mm -hmm. that like, I, I, I can only celebrate him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I have no regrets, you know? Yeah.
0: That's awesome, man and yeah. you know staying on this topic too especially as as minority men to be able to talk through actually what's going on and what's happening internally uh, how do you mm-hmm. think that we can break the stigma and first i just want to you know give a shout out that's a beautiful story man um with you and your dj and i think that's so rare and precious that when yeah. where, when you have that brother and you know that's mm-hmm. a true friend knowing what it's yeah. like to be betrayed knowing what it's like to have fake friends you know yeah. fake people in your life that you yeah. thought was close to you that's special, yeah. man, and and I love yeah, that man. that you were able to cherish that, bro. Um, yeah, man. And so, yeah, just just like as as minority men, how can we have you know a healthy breaking the stigma of you know it's okay to get help as, as you know for yeah, minority man. mental health. Like it's okay, brother, to to get this help. It's okay to to not be okay at times. It's okay um, whether you're in the church or
1: not. Yeah, man. I think. For me, it was as simple as looking at all of our daddies and being like, is this how I'm trying to end up, man? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or thinking about moments when I was a kid when I really wish, man, man, like, why you ain't just like, man, you could have just told me like, could have told me you love me. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have you could have said that once or twice, you feel me? Like, you know, rather than rather than the you good, that ain't hurt, you good. It's like what yeah. it did, man. God dog, it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, it just kind of being like, man, is that what I want to repeat? Now, with me, my father, you know, you know, I was blessed enough to have a dad that was like, he was rather affectionate. Like he was he was very affectionate, you know, um, mm-hmm. which I I think has really helped in, you know, my development, you know, with mm. in, in, in my mental state, but at the same time, like my dad was, I mean, he had his, he had his, he had his demons, you know what I'm saying? But mm. I think he was just, my dad, like, he was affectionate to me, but he wasn't to himself. Like, okay. he was very, he was real hard on himself or just, or just, I think, almost like delusional about himself. You know, for his own, and I mean, he got it honestly. Like, you can't live through like Jim Crow South, Vietnam. Be a, you can't live through that and not have to build some sort of defense around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you who you are? So I don't, I don't blame him for it. Um, but I think when I, I, as I, as I became an adult, and I, and I started looking at like the stuff like he wouldn't admit about himself, I was like, I just, I don't want to be that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't want anybody, I would hate for my son. Well, I don't have sons, but my daughters. I would hate for my daughters. I would hate to be on the other side of this conversation where my daughters are looking at me like, come on, dad, like, what, what are you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's the way I felt where I was just like, pop, come on, fam. Like, yeah, come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on, come on, fam. You know what I'm saying? That's the way it felt. And I was like, I don't want to be there. So I think for us as men, it's like, let's not, let's not repeat that, you know? So to me, it's it's that. It's like, well, let's look at our own daddies and be like, is that what you I mean, in a lot of ways, like there's a lot of ways I admire my father and a lot of ways, like I I I'm running from things that he became, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I just that would be my suggestion for like men, you know, men with melanin is like mm-hmm. let's look at our daddies and be like, is that what are we trying to repeat? I'm that part I'm not trying to repeat. That I love, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. that, I don't think we need that no more, you know? Totally.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's so good, you know, just because we have, you know, thank God my, my father was loving as well. And, you know, he mm-hmm. he made sure I knew he was there every sporting event, every yeah, musical yeah, yeah. event, first row. But yeah, there was that divorce that happened that, that wrecked me, you know? And mm-hmm. because of that, um, I knew that, you know, the reason for my parents getting divorced, right? It was just... Um, it was pornography, bro. And so no. uh for me, I know that I, I can be something so normalized in society. And maybe yeah. I take it to the extreme. But mm. going off of what you said, it's been a difficult process for me to be like, I love you, father, and I'm still upset that, you know, I just wish you guys were together, you know, because y'all could have made it work. Yeah. But but yeah, just yeah, yeah. for mentally, like, you know, being like, okay, like we're we're good, you know, I'm I can take the good, like you mentioned. Yeah. And then just not repeat the bad. So I, I do extremes where like I don't even take my phone into into our bedroom. That's a sacred place, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Because when you scroll yeah, on the yeah. gram, you scroll. I, I try to keep my eyes away. I don't know what's out there, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah, trying to yeah, the explore tab is wild. Oh my
0: that the explore tab. Hey, never explore go on the, tab the explore wild, tab, man. man.
1: That mug wild dog. Yeah, yep.
0: That that would get you tripping, like there's no tomorrow, man. So I ain't trying to explore, man. I'm trying to explore my wife's crevice and body, you know what I'm saying? All up in that, mm-hmm. man. That, that Filipino queen, man. So
1: yeah, but um,
0: yeah, it's just the. Uh, I, I think I go to the extreme with that, and then and going on this this topic of mental health too. I found that um, last year for me was, uh, I found that maybe it was resurfacing from the divorce, or maybe it was just carrying over just from my childhood of, of people pleasing. But yeah. you know, I had to take a three month um like mental health you know, break from from my work because it was just a really toxic yeah. work environment. They had me work all the time. So um, I just mm-hmm. I, I found out that, like, hey, it's it's OK to get help, you know, and it's OK yeah. to realize and take the good from from our parents and specifically father, what, what the good they gave to us and, and not repeat the bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man,
1: that's good, bro. That's good. Yeah. Taking them breaks, man. It's like, yeah, if you hurt your arm, you would be like, well, let me sit down for a second. Like we yeah. all know, you can visually
0: see it. You yeah, know? you
1: could see it. You know what I mean. But yeah. if you got like a like an emotional break. It's like you don't. We really think somehow or another that don't count. You know,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, going off on on that too. Um, when we're talking about family and specifically married life, man. Uh-huh. Uh, how long have you been married, and, and where did y'all meet? Because you have man. you have a, a an intercultural marriage as well.
1: Yeah. Uh. So we met. Um where do we meet? Uh, we've been married for 12 years this year. Okay. Um, we met through, thank you. We met through mutual friends, um, mm. just, just out here in the city, you know, and, uh, yeah, she's a first gen Latina, um, brilliant woman. And it was, yeah, I, uh, it was like within, within two months, I was like, yeah, and, um, <laughs> yeah this is it dog hey i'm in when you know you know when you know you know man that's it yeah
0: what's the what's the biggest thing you learned from from y'all's marriage
1: man i think uh i think in a lot of ways like really just the concept of selflessness yeah of like you really like really put another person first and like i think you there's the depths of like what that costs you you know what i'm saying like i think i think a lot of times that's usually like the fear for you know a lot of younger folks is like what that's really gonna cost you to like put another person first mm-hmm. um and it has i mean it's it's costed me but i also feel like but i've also gained mm-hmm so much like the 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 person I am now I know could not have happened like without her you know what I'm saying and without the experience of learning how to put her first I think also one of the biggest things is like I feel like the relationship is like it's three parts there's like who I am there's who she is and then there's the thing we're building the relationship itself and i think sometimes yeah. when she get on my nerves or when i get on her nerves it's it's good for us to remember but then there's the thing we're making you know and the thing we're making is what's what's worth it all you know and i'm like no one else can make this we're the only people we're the only people that can make this thing you yeah. know what i'm saying if it's somebody else it's you're making a new thing you know yeah. but like that thing is this is worth it you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't know if i'll ever i'm in love with not only with her, but I'm in love with what we're building. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, um, and it's, it's been good. Like one of the lessons has been good to just remember that, you know what I mean? When, mm. when again, like her, herself is like, <laughs> oh no, I'm kind of cool on you specifically, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. but what we're making is still beautiful.
0: Mm. That is beautiful, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And it's crazy when we find our, our brides, right? And it's just I, I I said it was like a magnet. I said in our vows, you yeah. know, and it, I yeah. know that that magnet was the Holy Spirit, you know, taking on this journey yeah, from yeah. dating long distance, engaged long distance, and then the day before our wedding, finding out that we got a I got a job offer in Phoenix, and it was the first yeah. time this station this this network had a multimedia reporter in Phoenix, Arizona. So wow, you can't tell me that's not God. You can't tell me I was gonna even go to this conference, I, I, bro. I yeah, was gonna, yeah, yeah. It was a month before I got a scholarship and okay yeah so my wife is like living proof that prayers are answered because I was you know I was like man where's my wife Was I was lonely it was a season where I was literally like my brother in the best man speech he said the median age was 75 in northern Michigan so if I was (laughs) it was tough brother you know what I'm saying like yeah 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 yeah. you know I was like come on man so but yeah dry out here (laughs) it's dry (laughs) (laughs) snow you know, blizzard yep. <laughs> drive. Yep. Speaking of coffee, there was no coffee shop in sight. I had to go to a McDonald's that, that season as a wow. coffee lover, you know. Man, so that's
1: rough.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, but the the Lord is good, man. And and um to lead me to my bride. And we've been married almost four years now. And she's just my you, queen. Man. And uh and yeah, that's one thing I think, you know, we, we just want to break the cycle of brokenness and divorce that, that that's in our marriage, that's in mm-hmm. our families, and that starts with us. You know, like you mentioned, one thing we learned in our marriage class is like the the hedgehog and the rhino. Have you heard of this? No. So like, you know, when you're in conflict, you either, whether Mm -hmm. it be from family history, from your culture, you either like are the rhino and you want to work something out head on. And that's like, you're charging at it. Or you're like the hedgehog and you're like, I'm gonna curl up (laughs) into this ball here. And like, I don't want to deal with it. Let's sleep under the rug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we found that when we are in conflict, I'm like the rhino, right? Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. like I, my family was super emotional. I was, it was very like, uh-huh. it was the white side, I man. We're talking through our feelings, you know? Yeah, and then yeah, my, my yeah, wife, yeah. she's like the shock, And they, they, you know, she was raising the queen, like with queens, you know, her, her Lola mm-hmm. and her mom and uh and my, and my wife and so she and her older sisters. So they were all like, let's just get yeah. through it. We ain't going to talk about it. Sleep under yeah, yeah, blood. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I think we, we found there was conflict, like a lot of like, man, why don't you just talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. But it took a yeah. few years to realize, like, hey, like, there's strength in both. There's strength in being strong through it and there's strength in just talking through it,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having both. Yep. Absolutely, man. Like, and having to meet where you got to, maybe you should be a little more hedgehog. Maybe she should be a little more rhino. And just yep. kind of meet in that that middle, yep. Totally.
0: It just all yeah, goes man. back to, to meeting in the middle, man, with politics,
1: yeah, with marriage, <laughs> with life, yep, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man.
0: And I know you've talked a lot about raising the standards specifically in family and with fatherhood and, um, you know, raising the banner, like what, what sparked that passion in you? Was it seeing also seeing your parents split?
1: Um, nah, I think I, I didn't really deal with my parents splitting really until much later in life. Okay. I think I like, and I know it's weird to say this, but it's like, I understood, like, yeah. I I understood why they split, you know? Um, yeah. And, and like, I don't, I don't blame them. It's this weird, like, maybe it's a stage of life thing, but like, I, I'm just like, it didn't, I guess, cause my dad was around still. Like I still, I still saw him all the time, you know? Um, and I saw like what it was, when it got bad what it was doing to both of them that mm-hmm. for me it just i felt like man yeah y'all need to go on it you? you know what i'm saying i yeah. <laughs> all do what y'all gotta do um yeah, yeah but i think uh it's the standard stuff has more to do with just understanding just black culture and just wanting wanting right. what's good for all of us yeah. um i think you you get a uh, a sense of like you know you're your role in the collective in the full community you know just that collective identity that comes with just being black in america that like i I just i feel like i want i want i want so much good for all of us that i'm like here's 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 my thing let me let me remind you of your greatness let me remind you of the things that you've been called to you know and that um and that uh uh you're not always missing the mark, man. I think sometimes, you know, people reading statistics about, um, you know, who we are, we're rarely read the, like, the positive statistics about us, you know what I'm saying? Or the things that we are doing well, you know? And one of those things, like, even going specifically on the statistic level, it's like, um, first of all, like black and Brown men, we, we're not, we're not, absentee fathers at any higher rate than anybody else. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, we just as present and just as gone as every other daddy. You know yep. what I'm saying? But what it but what it what it does show is that when we are in the house, we're way more engaged with our children than any other culture. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that those things I like, I like, I love to remind yep. us, you know, that like, yo, we're actually good daddies. Mm. you know what i'm saying when we're around we really good daddies you know yeah. and just and just remind yourself for that like let's keep that let's keep that bar high you know what mm. i'm saying let's 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 keep that standard up that like yo this who we are okay then let's keep pushing that line wow. let's keep being amazing as in in the sense of what we can do within right. our own you know abilities yeah
0: yeah that's what's up man all right, so we're almost done here. Uh, this segment is called the Are You For Real segment. So there's gonna be some okay. lightning round. You ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. Welcome to the segment, Are You For Real? Number one, best burritos in LA.
1: Uh, if it's not somebody's grandma's house, then Cinco Puntos.
0: Okay, okay. Well, N- right. Number two, if you were president of the US, what would be your first policy?
1: Uh, Reparations. Mmm, done. You know what
0: I'm <laughs> Easy. Bam. <laughs> Come on, man. Why, why, why do you think that hasn't happened yet? Uh, because we
1: black. <laughs> <laughs> easy. That's easy. Because they racist. That's, yeah. I'm done. No, i will just playing. Hey up. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Number three.
0: <laughs> Number three. Uh, who's your favorite Pokemon? And what house in Hogwarts would you be?
1: I'm a Hugglepuff. My uh, Hufflepuff is that what it is?
0: Hufflepuff, team Hufflepuff, bro. That's me too, actually. Me yeah,
1: yeah. My uh, my daughter made me do the thing, good. so I'm, I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, uh, let's see. And favorite Pokemon, yeah, um, man, uh, probably Charizard.
0: Let's go. I
1: like Charizard.
0: Hey, Charizard, I like Charizard too. It's Charizard Charlie, that's what I, I rock with.
1: Charizard Charlie, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: And number four, number quattro, man. What are you most passionate about in life?
1: Dang, you can't answer that quick. Uh, That's what I, I mean, think. yeah, my wife, my kids, culture, you know, seeing the culture flourish. Yeah. That's what's up.
0: And, yeah. and I have a bonus here too. All uh, right, you talked about filipino What's your favorite part about? The Filipino culture, whether that be food, family, oh, the
1: faith. Oh, that's hard, man. Probably the camaraderie, the community of it. Like they, y'all all know each other. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the the, the stick by each otherness. Yeah, probably the the community aspect of it. Like I, I I I really love the camaraderie of the Filipino culture. Like yeah, y'all, y'all immediately as soon as you see each other, you like oh word oh that's my that's my auntie my cousin like you don't know that man like oh, my cousin, like, <laughs> my cousin. i'm like you don't know him like yeah he's my cousin <laughs> I'm like i love it dude i love that
0: have you seen a, a pacquiao fight before
1: i've seen many
0: many yes yes and i've and, <laughs> I've,
1: and I've been at the party when it's happening you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It goes that's the down. only time that's the only time the uh that's that's the only time the uh uh the karaoke stops is when <laughs> Pacquiao starts fighting. Once he starts fighting, right. everybody put the mic down for a little bit. Yeah. And
0: then yeah. they come
1: back and sing after. But yeah, nah, we yeah, I didn't and yeah I, I didn't I done seen them angry. Yeah angry angry. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Pac-Man ain't getting what he needs, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yep. <laughs> with with the rice and adobo watching them just destroy oh, people. Oh
1: yeah. Yep.
0: What's your what's your ultimate favorite Pinot food? Dinuguan. Nice. What about like you like puto? Have you had puto? Yes. Man, I would eat like whenever my Lola would I would eat like twenty of those boys,
1: man. Let's go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I know people fools always get surprised when I go to dinuguan, but I be like, yo, it's that's chocolate meat, dog. It's bomb. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. So yeah, th- this very last portion is gonna be called. There's gonna be some little music playing in the background. It's spoken word with propaganda.
1: And oh, so, you got a track for me, okay?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I got you, man. So this one, the, the topic, right, is, is men's mental health. Uh, did you put something together? Do you have? You want to go off the dome?
1: I probably got something I can share about that.
0: Okay. I got something right now. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You go ahead. All right, <clears throat> here we go, the music's playing, here we go. Men's mental health, it's mental, mental. From the fall of man, from the soil, the toil, the mind spoils from watching another episode or scrolling and seeing that girl you double tapping when really you should be tapping your bride right next to you, inside, you still feel down even when everyone's around you still feel alone inside your mind but never mind that even if you are trying everything right your mind is blurry you can't get the lies out of sight you're abiding by integrity yet can't you see i wake up and whoa there goes gravity in reality my mentality is choke they so mad at me i'm trying to people please but it's adversely affecting me. I'm trying to fight this toxicity. This box sticks on me where my mind seemingly leads to a thought that leads to another thought that leads to another. And yo, I've been trying to take cover, but oh, there goes the homie. There goes the coworker. How you doing, man? I'm great. How's the family? They're good. Thank you, man. How about them Pistons? You know what I'm saying? How about that weather? You hear about that news? Yet breaking news internally, the mind is a mess. Why do we keep reverting back to small talk as if we talk about mental health and makes you small when in reality, it should be like you're standing tall in battle, like a young man who took a swing and took out one of the tallest dudes to ever walk the earth, all because God was preparing him throughout his life. Even when those who were formerly military trained and wearing armor, who the world thought were the MVPs or all stars, God was giving him that small young man, what the world may have deemed as the underdog, all he needs within to fight what was in the wild as a shepherd killing lions and bears on mine and what was in his mind to not fear, but face it head on. So he knocked out the enemy's head because he knew who truly resides in his head. David was a man after God's own heart and you can be too. It's a journey, and it starts with a simple breath. Then, hey, man, how you doing? I'm not okay. It's it's okay to not be okay, bro. Let's talk, then let's pray, and then let's take some actionable steps to to actually be that okay, to fight for that joy, because it's been a battle from the start. Men tall, from the fall of man, from the soil, but when we fall, guess who's catching us? It's whom we planted our thought life, our whole lives to, for it's in this soil we are truly watered to grow and thrive. Count them, I'm alive. Count them, I've got oxygen in my lungs. Count them, blood flowing through my veins. And if that's all I can muster up today, let me say, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Don't give up, young man. Be honest. Keep fighting and trusting the one who's got your back, nurturing and holding and healing your mind. Lift your head up, taking care of your mental health is so worth your time, it's your time to shine. Fight for joy, never look back, step on them haters and turn your mind to what's right. From men tall, to men stand tall. Freedom, let go, let God and let's go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Okay. I mean, I gotta go after this? <laughs> I asked you
0: bro first if you wanted to go first, right? You
1: did, you did. Man, uh, okay. All right, well, let's see. Uh, all right. Now you oceans, you mighty blue tides, tell us your stories. Spare no punches. Pull no details, your legacy is as curious as dark matter. The heart of a woman, you sunsets, show me no mercy. Tell us how we made you proud and we failed you in the same breath, how? Hands that lay waste to hopes and dreams can be shapers of epic destinies, how? Every triumphant march is chock full of Achilles heels, how? Our heroes are flawed. And falling, life is, is, is funny. It's fast. It's slow. It's both and. It's patient building. It's good. It's bad. It's either or. You boneyards, remind me that I am animated dust, and so is the pedestal I put my mama on, and the platforms we use to reach your ears, sit in your hard drive. Remind me that we are not so different. Sit at the same table, teach me to pay attention to this moment and please, please keep me home. And keep me home. Thank you. Yes sir. Snaps. Yes sir. Yeah. powerful man. Appreciate it brother.
0: And hey, appreciate your time, uh, it means a lot. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I just, you mind if I pray for you, bro? Go for it. Thank you, God, so much for this wonderful conversation with my uh, my brother in Christ, Propaganda. Thank you for uh, just his ministry, Lord. Uh, first of all, in his home, with his wife and his kids, Lord, I pray that you continue to strengthen him to be uh, raising that banner for the culture, for his family, and that you would be with them and their um, in their mentalities, Lord. Continue to strengthen them and, and, and cover them with your love and peace and continue to bless Propaganda and All of his incredible work he's doing as an author, as a poet, as an activist, and use him to make an eternal impact for your kingdom, that as we look to see how we can actually have racial reconciliation, it would start in the home, it would start with each other in conversations like this, Lord, and just please use this conversation for your kingdom and may whoever hears it, Lord, be impacted in in, in for eternity, Jesus. We love you, God. Thank you for the propaganda. Bless and mighty in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen, brother. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, homie. I'm glad it worked out.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. And is there anything you wanted to promote too? You got something? Coming uh, up? yeah, Please
1: man. New music coming. Uh, the Sky EP, the second EP in the Terraform series. Uh, you know the Terraform book is out. All that's on uh, PropHiphop.com. Uh That's all my socials too. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Salama, bro.
1: Salama, pull. <laughs> all right, bro. All right. All right, man. Peace.
0: Well, first of all, man, uh, before we started with, with the actual interview, I just wanted to say, um, normally when I introduce guests, I'll have like a, a walkout song. So what would your uh-huh. walkout song be? Like if you're stepping up to the plate, you're playing for the Dodgers, you're playing to get hype, what would be your, your walkout song?
1: Oh man, so it can't be a... Uh... I mean, can I choose my own music? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, you got some beggars, man.
1: Oh, man. You know Let what I'm saying? <laughs> ah, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Let me see, i am playing for the Dodgers. Let's see uh, if I'm doing my own music, it's gonna have to be the uh, the Do No Wrong song.
0: Do No Wrong, The Crooked okay. record, yeah. Okay, and the crowd's feeling it, and you're stepping up oh, to the plate. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? All right.
0: <laughs> and, and why'd you choose that song, man?
1: Uh, I just think it, um, especially if I'm stepping up to the plate for the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just a ode to, to home to rent, everybody from home. Atlantic, and, um, I don't know, man. I just feel like, the like it's a little bit more. It's real deal, it's real ill, it's real love, deal, real. Illogical. Ill, it's real love <laughs> illogical. got no chill. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you That's what's
0: up. Hey, I I'm passionate about rapping my home state wherever I go. Right now I'm a wife in Portugal and I'm repping the D, man. Repping Michigan. Man, I got I yeah. gotta stay loyal because the Lions, they don't do well. Lost in front of all of America last right, night. <laughs> they were doing all right, too. I know, yeah, yes. it was
1: be hard being a Lions fan, boy. <laughs>
0: oh, it's so hard, man. And my wife's actually from LA, bro. And so, uh-huh.
1: it's
0: funny, she surprised me a couple times the Staples Center tickets uh, against the Lakers. And she's got bragging rights for now, but I gotta bring up the 04 Pistons because we beat. They like count,
1: it. man. Y'all snuck in and stole one. You know what, we, what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> we did. Give us <laughs> yeah. one, man.
1: You know? Yeah, nah, y'all did. Right in the middle of two dynasties, y'all was like, "Duke, we'll take this."
0: Yep, yep. With the with Full no respect. y'all had Kobe, Shaq, Carmelone, Gary Payton. Full respect? Yeah. Don't make me say yes. it again,
1: though. <laughs> That's the last one you get. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's that blue collar, roll up your sleeves mentality, man. No, I love Detroit, man. I love it. I love I love Detroit. I love that city. I love everything about it. It's it's like, I used to always say that Detroit makes my favorite kind of white people. <laughs> Cause I just feel like they just get it. Like Detroit yeah. white people get it, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that, yo. It's yeah. true.
1: And one time for the West Coasters, love from Vallejo all the way down to Dago. Low Lowrider scraper bike, beach cruiser, tagging cruise. cruise. Dogtown natives be skating in empty pools. Me, I'm down in Long Beach, but grew up off the ten east. Overcrowded, overpriced, and I don't even think twice. Three riots, crack attack, Pachuco vatos, but you can't stay mad if that.
0: Hey, 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 thank you so much again, Propaganda, for your time. Woo! Man, can we just give a big round of applause around the world, wherever you're listening from, for Prop, 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 Propaganda. Hey, if you like this episode, and if you like what this podcast is all about, man, why I started it to really make an impact and hopefully encourage you in your life today, whatever you're going through including, man, just trying to keep it real, trying to keep it authentic, man, just being me in a world where it's a lot of mediocrity, a lot of of falsehoods, a lot of fake news coming at you, man. I'm just trying to keep it real, keep it authentic, and bring, uh, have a space where it's open, it's honest, and it's authentically. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, please be sure to share it. Please be sure to Uh, subscribe to Amber and I's YouTube channel, Charlie and Amber, where the full video is uploaded to. Also, you can check out the brand new Patreon where there is bonus content if you sign up and subscribe to that. Uh, that, There's going to be motivational content from Portugal while drying laundry. And there's also motivational pick-me-up coffee talks coming your way if you sign up for the patreon podcast you know what i'm calling it since i've launched it is the authentically family so be a part of the authentically team uh, that way and yeah man just uh if, if you if you like what this is all about man that would that would help out a lot uh, and again you know you can subscribe to the youtube channel you can expect a lot more content to come your way yeah man uh, thank you so much for listening subscribe like and share you know what it is But in the meantime, keep it authentic. Keep being you. You have a bright future. There's a great plan for you. Keep going. Keep staying the course and don't give up, man. It's tough out there. Trust me, but you can do it. Keep going. You got this. Let's go.